Alright, in today's video, we are going to be looking at Arabi by James Joyce. <laughs> I, I did that just for you. One of the most famous postmodernist writers, James Joyce. Many people fear him due to Finnegan's Wake and Ulysses. We're going to talk today about Dubliners may be the place for you to start. Welcome to the Codex Cantina. I am Una. And I have my jokes stolen by you. I'm your Irish crypto. You're going to do the accent, eh? I'm going to do the accent for the whole video. <laughs> so published in 1914, I believe originally in Dubliners, not the Dubliners as I typically want to do. You can read this for free. We're going to put a, a link in the description down below if you want to read along with us. But this piece, oh my gosh, is such a great place to start because I feel like many of these stories... It's just so easy for, for the reader to just put themselves into that position. All of these stories, a lot of them, I should say, just resonate with me. So I really like this collection of stories. And Arbi. Arbi. <laughs> Arbi is one of my favorite pieces, not just in this book, but of all time. I love Arby's sandwich. So first of all, Crypto. Yes. This story is about your love life, is it not? Oh, uh, as a young lad... I longed after a lass. Her name, we'll keep that a secret. <laughs> My bro sister. But I feel like this is me at 11. <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and I pined for her from afar. I wrote her love letters. This reminds me, I actually brought this book specifically to show it off here. I read this book a long time called uh, The Sorrows of Young Werther from Goethe. I was told that this was just like one of the greatest infatuation stories. I, I, I think Arby does it better than this. That if, if you enjoyed this book, I, I would really recommend checking out this work because it's very, very accessible. So first of all, do you know what Arby is? Yes. So this is a place, uh, not a person. And since the whole story revolves around people, uh, it's very interesting that the title is not uh the love interest's name, but it's the place, and that's going to have huge implications at the end of the story. So I don't want to give away more than that just yet. Now, did you know the Arabi Bazaar is real? Like in the 1890s, there really was an Arabic bazaar where they had tons of merchants and bright colors and, and things going on. Like this is this is based on a real event. Yeah, a real place. Yeah. Before we get into this, one of the things that I really like about this is just the structure that Joyce uses this and in many of the things in, in um, Dubliners, like just offhand, the story right before this, I believe is an account, an encounter. It, it's always about like kind of like that hero's journey where the boy has like this goal, right? Like here he's got this girl that, that he wants and an encounter, it's kind of like the freedom, the ability to do what you want, you know, away from school. So they, they think they have this goal, in this case, the girl, in that case, the freedom, you know, playing hooky from school and escaping. And the way Joyce just kind of realizes that you have the right ambition, but the wrong goal post. You know, the, the goal post in, in, in Arby was going to the bazaar to buy something. And we learned that was potentially the wrong goal post. We'll get more into that. And an encounter, you thought it was playing hooky. And when you meet the, the dude on the street, like you realize, oh, I screwed up. I need to get back in school. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's all kind of like that young boy coming of age, hero's journey, where the goalpost doesn't line up exactly with what your goal is. And, and I love the, the structure that he uses to achieve that. All right, so let's get into the plot real quick. It's a very short story. Uh, you can read it quick. You can listen to it quick. But it's a love story. And a young boy uh, falls in love for the very first time to a girl. And he wants to buy her something to impress her. 
and he becomes a little obsessed with it of going to the market, which is a bazaar, which is called Arby's. And when he gets there, <laughs> it's funny. I can't stop thinking of Arby's now. <laughs> I blame you. I know. Delicious roast beef sandwiches is what he's buying for her uh, with Arby sauce. And okay. at the end of the story, he comes to an epiphany that he is not getting the girl. But this one's all about your characters. And there is very few characters and they're very simple. But in that simplicity, it is so good. All right. So let's jump into what we think is going on here. Now, you and I haven't really touched base on beforehand what to do. We have some friends out there. Alan from Big Hard Books and Classics actually hosted a read-along of Dubliners before you and I started doing the YouTube thing. It would have been really cool to join that. But him and Brian from Bookish both put up some videos where they did a really good job of kind of comparing the author's life, particularly with where he grew up and some class structure things. So I don't want to repeat that. I will instead put a link down to their channels and potentially their videos down below. I would encourage anyone that's interested in RB to check out their version as well. So what I want to do is I want to look at this with a different lens than maybe some other people have looked at it. And what I did is I said, I'm not happy with my conclusion of this this story unless I include both the symbols of of, of how light is used in the story mm-hmm. and the fact that he keeps bringing up religion. I, I I need both of those in my answers to be happy with with how I interpret this. So so that's how I looked at that. Is that a fair start? Yeah, I'm really excited to hear your viewpoints on the religious aspect because we always somehow bring that up. But I also want to know if you saw the huge contrast of the light and the dark. Yes, sir. How those relate to the characters as well. Because that's the driving mm. force of the story. And we've seen that in writing before too. But I think this time... It's done even better yet. Okay, so yes, I did pick up on those, and and I believe I've tied them together for my theory. Obviously, there's a lot of different interpretations out there. Don't be if if you have got a different interpretation, go with it. Yeah. Let me try and sell you on mine right now. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So the opening. I'm going to give you some lines from the opening. An uninhabited house, detached from its neighbors, other houses of the street conscious of decent lives within them gazed at one another with brown imperturbable faces so our neighbor is immediately set up as being detached okay mm-hmm. right he's he's separate from the other houses that are aware of lively forces within them the boy lives with the aunt and the uncle he doesn't live with the mom and the dad, which I think is something you see very common in Disney plot lines with the idea that by breaking your parental lineage awareness, it focuses a character to look internal at, at their identity a lot more. At a lot younger age, too. Yeah. At a lot, yeah, typically, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, it's just a, a common device. Yeah. Air musty from having been closed. And this is where they're talking about the priest who has passed away. Right outside the uh, Catholic church or Catholic boys school that was let out that was noisy when it was closed. So we've got some closure symbology from a religious life perspective as well as a school perspective as well, right? Mm-hmm. And also they talk about the papers on the ground. Papers being representative of a, of a book. You know, when you, when you think about reading a book, that's a solitary activity in a detached house. So we've got a lot of symbols of being detached alone. We've got a lot of symbols of religious stuff coming to an end so far. And you'll notice also that there's a lot of talk about darkness here, that the boy was in a dark room, that the 
the, the whole area was dark. There's, there's tons of references. Here's my favorite part of, 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 this conclu- of this story. The wild garden behind the house contained a central apple tree and a few straggling bushes. My friend Crypto, do you know what fruit a solitary apple tree bears? An apple? Nope. Bears nothing. In order to make this fruit, must there must be two of them within, I think, like the general recommendation is 100 feet. But the idea is you can't have a solitary. It says central here, but I'm taking that to represent it's by itself because you had the house by itself. You got the boy off by itself being raised by the aunt and uncle. There's a lot of discussions of, of isolation here. And here, why bring up this apple tree and make it a central tree and it having stra- straggling shrubs about it? So, mm. so I, I've got a lot of isolation comments here, right? Yeah. And I got a lot of comments about the priest passing on, about the, sc- the church school closing. Okay, keep going. So he meets the girl. I've got this quote. I had never spoken to her except for a few casual words, and yet her name was like a summons to all my foolish blood. <laughs> I love that line. I love that line, yeah. right? So so he's foolish. Now, you can take this a couple different ways. You can take this as the coming of age of blood rushes to certain areas when you get excited when you see a girl, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing. When did the girl uh, come to him and how? Yeah, so at this time, we see that uh, her name just sprang into his head when he was praying. That's right. When he was praying. Which is, like, you probably want to point out, solitary, right? Mm-hmm. Praying you do something by yourself. Oh, the books that he had. I th- I, okay, I got to bring this up just for the sake of it being complete. But we got one of the books is religious. One of the books is about a boy. And one of the books is a detective piece. So going back to my point earlier, this is a story about a boy, right? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of religious symbology in here. Yes. And we got a detective piece. I, I don't know if that was on purpose, but I feel like that's really inviting us to dig deep on this part of the story. All right. So kind of a meta little nod to say, hey, you should check this out like a detective would. Okay. Okay. So what is the port? So that quote we just said. I had never spoken to her except for a few casual words. He doesn't really know her that well, does he? No. He doesn't know her really at all. And when you were a young boy and you finally got to talk to that you were to that girl, you were really excited, weren't you? Nervous as heck. She starts talking about this market. Oh, oh the market. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what did she say about not being able to go to the market? Why couldn't she go? Well, this is super important to the story because she has to go to the convent. I'm glad you picked up on it. Perfect. Because I've, I've, I remember there's some people that didn't pick up on that. And that no, seems really important to me. That's super important because the boy doesn't pick up on it. Uh-uh. And, in a, even, and as a reader, if you don't, you'll hate the end of the story. And you'll be angry just like the very last line of the, the story. The boy is angry. Because he missed this piece. That's crucial. It, it might be the most important line of the whole story. This this gives our hero a purpose. Yeah. This also is a purpose he can't achieve. If, if she truly is going to a convent, we must assume... She's going to be a nun. I, we assume she's, she assumes she's going to be a yeah. nun, right? Which means her life is dedicated to, to... God. And this little boy, we've had no connections for him with God so far, right? Right. 
to everybody around him. And at this point, she's wearing white, right? She's She's got a lot of purity around her. And there's a lot of references I think you talked about earlier about the light here. So the boy's in the darkness. And I don't think that means evil. I think that means isolation. And she's she's purity. She's white. She's got these this light, the white bracelet she was twisting around in her arm or her hands when she was talking to him. She's the one that's supposed to be having a relationship with God. Yeah, and I think that that obviously is great symbolism. Uh, the, the imagery of the light for her, uh, so to quote, light falls from a lamp, uh, falls on her, white curves of her neck, uh, her hair lights up, uh, lit up the hand upon the railing, her dress has a white border. There's all of this light or white uh, imagery when it comes to her. So, Right. But but so what? Yeah. Why? So he's so excited to go to this this um, Araby, right? His uncle comes home. There's reference. They use the word pious at this point in time. And I think it's the aunt says, I'm afraid you may put off your bazaar for this night of our Lord. Okay. okay. So what's going on with light and all this religious symbology here? So the boy's anxious to go. His uncle returns, gives him money. There's a reference to, to two things here. The Arab's farewell to his steed, which is a very famous story about a man saying goodbye to the steed, like his, you know, his main piece. And then you also have him say, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, which is a very old idiom about you can't be too obsessed or too into one thing. You have to take time for yourself. So here the boy is going to have to say goodbye to something. And he's going to have to say goodbye to something he's also obsessing about, too, at this point in time, too, right? Mm-hmm. So we're seeing the dad bring in these connections about saying goodbye to something at this point in time. Okay, our turning point. He goes to the market, right? Yep. This is when he suddenly forgets why he came there. He is... Oh, pining over this girl there is no way he just forgets why he came there and it's the moment when he sees the woman what he sees you know hey things are closing down this place doesn't seem as glamorous as i thought it would be but when he sees the woman talking with two men he sees the socialization the connection between these other people all of a sudden he starts to to realize he doesn't have he doesn't have something here right he is in the darkness at this point in time. And he says, I recognized a silence like that which pervades a church after a service. Okay, here we go again. Now he's back in the darkness, right? And we're talking about a church service. So we're coming back again to this light in this dark and this, this religious symbology. And I've seen, I remember it being in class and there's a lot of people talking about why the hesitancy. And some said, well... It could just be that he realized he didn't have enough time to buy what he wanted. It could be that he realized he didn't know what she wanted. But the problem is, is those theories, for me, don't tie in the darkness, the lightness, and all this religious talk. Agreed. That's been going on throughout this whole piece. I can't, I can't agree with those. You're welcome to believe them. I can't agree to them because it, it's incomplete with, with everything else that's been given to us, right? Yeah, I think that there's a lot more to it than just that. So the last line, gazing up into the darkness, I saw myself as a creature driven and derided by vanity, and my eyes burned with anguish and anger. 
All right. So let me let me turn this over to you. First of all, where are you at this point in time? Like, what did you think going through this? Like, what connections did you make or what kind of what did you pull from the story at this point? So at this point, I'm kind of reeling because the epiphany for the kid at the end is that he's made a mistake and he's just realizing it now. And he realizes when he looks up into the darkness and that's the complete opposite of the girl which we saw light, 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 light. And then I was a little bit frustrated because you wanted more, right? This was averting expectations again, like we've seen so many times in stories. But then hopefully the goal is that you have an epiphany yourself, self-reflecting of that we've all kind of gone through this story uh, or many young men go through this story of pining over your first love and then realizing the problems with obsessing over one thing. I think, and then to combine both the lightness and the darkness and the religious symbology at this point. Yes. He is isolated, and he's always in the dark. The light that he sees when he sees this Mangan sister, the unnamed, unnamed. infatuation, if you yeah. right? Um, she has her relationship with God, in theory, as a nun, that he will never be able to to connect with he won't have that relationship i think what i took from this is this is speaking to the toils of a young boy coming of age from a sexuality standpoint where i'm gonna take it the opposite way that i think you might think i might be going with this okay you see this combination of a boy having to make a choice at this point in time of wanting to be with this girl and and whatnot right Mm -hmm. But I think this is actually kind of a commentary on religion where I almost feel like he's rejecting and almost making a commentary on when you include God in this picture, it greatly complicates things that you can't have, right? The the girl is giving up her life to God in terms of a relationship with God that he can't encroach upon. And this whole time, he's been chasing that. He's been chasing the light. But I think he lacks that religious step that he realizes that the, the the love that he wants he can't have because religion is coming in the way of it or i think to also add on that you could also say that the avenue that he's going about it is wrong and the the two key words there derided and vanity at the end can support that that he's doing this for vain reasons uh, self-serving reasons unlike the girl yeah his vanity mocks and derides him. Yeah. That's a very specific statement about... Himself. Himself. While looking in the darkness. This is, this is, this is a struggle internal to him. Nothing to do with what the... I, I say the word relationship with her, but he, he's barely spoken any words to her. This isn't an infatuation. This is not even a relationship. This is him wanting something that he realizes he can never have. And there's the complications in the way that keep him from having it. And only now is he, I think, facing the way when he enters into this bazaar where it's dark and like silent like a church after service, after God has moved on, after the closure of the priest, after the closure of the Catholic school, the closing of of shutting off God, that's only when he starts to finally realize this moment of realization of Oh my God, I'm doing the, I'm doing everything wrong. Yeah, but I don't think it's actually a negative thing. I mean, I know we might be coming across kind of negative, but I think that the 
end result is that this is a closure to a period of his life where he is a child now becoming a young, young tween or whatever we call him nowadays, where he's hit puberty and understanding really how relationships work. I agree. This is this is a very sad coming of age story, which for why I love it so much, must say that I'm a very lonely person or something. I'm I, I don't know why. <laughs> No, kind of you have there. family friends. All right, so this <laughs> month we have been looking for the greatest short stories of all time, looking to replace Harrison Bergeron in Crypto's eyes as the number one short story of all time. Crypto, did we accomplish it? Mm, nah. No. Uh, Great it. Scale uh, 1 to 10. Let's give it a glossy 8.5. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm at a nine point five. This is one of my great. This is one of my favorite stories of all time. It just really connects with me. Like I said, it's a much more mature version of of Gerte or maybe some other some coming of age stories. So. All right, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. We enjoy doing these literature breakdowns all the time. Please consider subscribing for more fun in the future. I am Una. Peace out. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>